0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning if you're on that side of the world where the sun is rising and the rooster is just a cock a doodle looing and uh, welcome to His Hard Line. I am Jason, your co-host, with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host and they are the ones at the wheel. They're in the captain's chair and they are steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life, so welcome. Glad to have you all here. I am, again, Jason, your co-host, so welcome to His Hard Line. It is Monday, February 6, 2023, and you are tuned into episode 438 for the reading of Isaiah chapter 66 with a little commentary. Today is the last reading in the book of Isaiah, and then we will move on to something different, probably, preferably, something in the New Testament. And so we will, uh, that might be a little bit of a surprise, but just a little forewarning. Tomorrow might be a very, very, very early show because I do have a very important phone call that I do have to be on believe it or not, at 6.30 p.m. So tomorrow I will not be able to do a show at the normal time of 7 p.m. Okay, so just so you know, tomorrow, Tuesday, I will be doing an early show. I'm not exactly what time that show is going to be. More than likely, it'll probably be about, I don't know, 3.30, assuming I can get out of work on time, because like I said, I do have a very, very important phone call that will take an extended amount of time starting at six 30. It'll probably more than likely take me all the way into eight. So I will not be able to do the show at a normal time tomorrow. So in fact, what I may only be able to do tomorrow, just, just because of my time constraint, I may only be able to do a Bible reading tomorrow. I'm not quite sure exactly yet what I'm going to do, but just, I just want to let you all know. Um, so there is that. So I have to be on this call. It's very, very important. Um, and I do apologize for being a little bit late on the air today. So we were just receiving some news um, uh, regarding my nephew, and so at the end of the uh, at the end of this show, we're going to be saying a prayer for him. And 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 you know, I'm going to start doing something a little different. Uh, when we get two prayers at the end of each show, um, I will put in the chat if you have anything in particular that you want. Um, you know, if you, if you have a prayer request, basically that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing little prayer requests. So if you have something specific you want me to throw in there, when we get to the prayer time, throw it there in the chat and I will add it into the, uh, you know, the prayer of the evening after we get done with the show. So yeah, my, my nephew's been dealing with some seizures over the last few weeks and, you know, lately they become more and more frequent. He's been starting to have them once a day now. And today he had three in one day, so now he's checked into the hospital, getting an EKG, I believe is what it's called. Um, so we're going to be saying a prayer for him. He's, you know, he must be scared out of his mind. He's only about ten years old, you know. So it's, and then our neighbor across the street, we had to say a prayer for her earlier because her mom's, you know, getting checked in the hospital because she's got uh, things going on. So just a lot, a lot of people having a lot of things going on, you know, whether if it's health wise or maritally or spiritually or financially. Everyone's dealing with something. So we're gonna. if you have a prayer request, uh, we will add it in at the end of the show. Okay, now that said, let's get into the reading of the last book of Isaiah, chapter 66. And it reads, and I'm reading out of the New American Bible today, the New American Bible Revised Edition, and uh, this is what it says. Thus says the Lord, the heavens are my throne, the earth my footstool. What house can you build for me? Where is the place of my rest? My hand made all these things. When all of them came to be, oracle the Lord, this is the one whom I approve, the afflicted one, crushed in spirit, who trembles at my word, the one slaughtering an ox, striking a man, sacrificing a lamb, breaking a dog's neck, making an offering of a pig's blood, burning incense honoring an idol these have chosen their own ways and taken pleasure in their own abominations i will i in turn will choose affliction for them and bring upon them what they fear because when i called no one answered when i spoke no one listened because they did not excuse me because they did what was evil in my sight and things i do not delight in they choose. Hear the word of the Lord, you who tremble at his word, your kin who hate you and cast you out because of my name, say, May the Lord show his glory, that we may see your joy, but they shall be put to shame. A voice roaring from the city, a voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord rendering recompense to his enemies. Before she is in labor, she gives birth. Before her pangs come upon her, she delivers a male child. Whoever heard of such a thing, or whoever saw the like, can a land be brought forth in one day, or a nation be born in a single moment? Yet Zion was scarcely in labor when she bore her children. Shall I bring a mother to the point of birth, and yet not let her child be born, says the Lord? Or shall I who bring to birth, yet close close her womb, says your God? Rejoice with Jerusalem, and be glad because of her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her in her joy, all you who mourn over her, so that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink with delight at her abundant breast. For thus says the Lord, I will spread prosperity over her like a river, like an overflowing torrent. The wealth of nations you shall nurse, carried in her arms, cradled upon her knees, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. In Jerusalem you shall find your comfort. You will see, and your heart shall exalt, and your body shall flourish like the grass. The Lord's power shall be revealed to His servants, but to His enemies His wrath. For see, the Lord will come in fire, His chariots like the storm wind, to wreak His anger in burning rage, and His rebuke in fiery flames. For with the Lord shall enter into judgment, and with his sword against all flesh. Those slain by the Lord shall be many. Those who sanctify and purify themselves to go into the gardens, following one who stands within, eating pig's flesh, abominable things, and mice, shall altogether come to an end with their deeds and purposes. Oracle of the Lord. I am coming together, excuse me, I am coming to gather all nations and tongues. They shall come and see my glory. I will place a sign among them. From them I will send survivors to the nations, to Tarshish, Put, and Lud, Masak, to Baal, and Javan, to the distant coastlands which have never heard of my fame or see my glory, and they shall proclaim my glory among the nations. They shall bring all your kin from all the nations as an offering to the Lord, on horses and in chariots, in carts, upon mules and dromedaries. To Jerusalem, my holy mountain, says the Lord, just as the Israelites bring their grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord. Some of these I will take as priests and Levites, says the Lord. Just as the new heavens and the new earth, which I am making, shall endure before me, oracle the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name endure. From new moon to new moon, and from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. They shall go out and see the corpses of the people who rebelled against me. For their worm shall not die, their fire shall not be extinguished, and they shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. And that is a reading of Isaiah, chapter 66, verses 1 through 24. So, being the last book of Isaiah, what do we have in here, as far as lessons from this text? So, the book of Isaiah concludes with the fate of the wicked. And their worm, which is symbolized as their soul, shall not die, and their fire shall not be quenched, and they will be abhorred by all flesh. And so God is describing the lake of fire that most Christians consider call hell. Now, why would God leave the reader with the last uh, thought of eternal damnation in this case? Well, the answer is pretty simple. God is warning us of the consequences of neglecting Him by continuously turning away from Him, right? God does not want anyone to go to hell. And we can see that clearly in 2 Peter 3, verse 9. If you go and look that up, He makes it very explicit what will happen if you refuse to seek righteousness and instead chase after your own desires. But The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, as it states in Psalm chapter 111, verse 10, Proverbs 1, verse 7, and Proverbs 9, verse 10. Everyone should have a healthy, respectable fear of the consequences of rebelling against a holy, righteous God. Now, in our minds, every human, you know, every man and woman knows that to do right In life, and to do, you know when you know, and and to do wrong will bring judgment. If you if you do right, that would mean life. To do wrong, only means bringing judgment upon yourself. But a lot of times, most people dismiss that fear of punishment, and they go ahead and they do as they please, anyways. Now, God wants to put us in remembrance that in the end of you know that the end of sin is eternal fire and rejection. And he wants us to fear of you know, doing any type of evil, and that instead we might seek to go do all good things for the days going forward into our lives. So as we break this down verse by verse, in verses 1 and 2, what this is saying is God is rebuking the Jews for their arrogance. And they believe that they have done a special thing by building a temple of God, but God says that they have not even made the temple because God created all the materials they used to build it. The earth is a footstool to his throne in heaven, and that is whatever earthly temple or altar is built to God is trivial compared to what exists in heaven. So instead of feeling like God should be, you know, ingratiated towards them because they built the temple, they should actually feel honored that God would even look to man at all see in verse three in addition all of this you know to having an erroneous perception of the privilege of the temple the jews offering you know their offerings are actually defiled so while the priest of isaiah's day are fulfilling the requirements of the mosaic law they do so with disgust you know the sacrifices should be given willingly or it is of no effect now, that is God will not forgive someone of his sins if he does not want to be forgiven, right? I mean, he has to want it. One who is just going through the motions, right, just kind of playing along because he has, you know, um, you know, he has to be like, you know, well, I'm just going to do this just because that's what God expects me to do. Well, yeah, that's what God expects you to do, but if you're not doing it from a sincere heart, well, you you're not really going to have true forgiveness because you're not coming to him with true, sincere uh, repentance, if that makes sense, right? So God, through the prophets, in verse 4, through the prophets and through Scripture and the Holy Spirit, God had called the people. To lead them in earthly and spiritual righteousness, but they have ignored him immensely. So, in response, God will bring all of their fears upon them. And this may seem a bit harsh, but not listening to God in his ways and his law means only, you know, means one is living in darkness and evil ways intentionally, right? And we need to remember vengeance belongs to God, and he will avenge himself of one who chooses evil over good. Now, in the corrupt religious system, as we look at verses five and six, one who actually is faithful to God is actually excommunicated as a heretic or a blasphemer. And God will defend such a one and rebuke those who claim to represent God and are not truly doing so. And my, oh, my, are we seeing a lot of false prophets out there and fake teachers? There's a lot of fake people out there that are preachers and teachers and so-called prophets that engage in in, in child trafficking and other crimes against humanity and I think a lot of this is going to continuously be exposed so as we look at verse seven and nine now what woman bear you know what woman bears a child before experiencing labor pains Part of the process is undergoing severe pain, and God is asking Israel, if they expect to attain the promises of blessings from God without first going through troubles and losses, then God says that he will bring forth Israel as a nation, but it must first endure hardship. What did we talk about a few days ago? In order to enjoy and appreciate the high points in our life, we have to go through the lowest of the low points in our life. See God promises that when the time comes he will make them he he will make them them persevere right and so from a prophetic perspective this may refer to the 19 you know the the 1948 establishment of the state of Israel for while the jews had decades of labor in which they were returning to the promised land and it culminated in one day's event when israel both declared its independence and was recognized and established by the west as a nation now as we look at verses 10 through 11 If you rejoice in Jerusalem because she is who God will bless, through Abraham all nations will be blessed. If one wishes to back in God's glory, delight in his people, and be counted as one of Abraham's seed. God has a blessing prepared for Jerusalem, and that surpasses human comprehension. All those who delight in Jerusalem, as we look at verses 12 through 14, All those who delight in Jerusalem will one day be comforted comforted in her, meaning that those who delight in God's ways will one day be included in the blessings that God has for the Jews. Now, when the believer sees this glory bestowed on Jerusalem, then he will rejoice and be filled with satisfaction, knowing that God has exalted the faithful and brought justice to the wicked. Now, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of looking here. I was kind of, so while the faithful, like I said, while the faithful will be comforted in Jerusalem, the wicked will perish by the fire and the strength of God. And we should probably note that God's purpose in the grand display of power is to plead with all flesh. See, God is trying to make the wicked realize that their lost condition so that they would hopefully repent and seek righteousness. Now, regrettably, not many will do so, for the slain of the Lord shall be many. And to purify in the garden is to be sanctified as a priest to a false God, as opposed to being sanctified in the courts of the temple in Jerusalem as God commanded. Now, in addition to corrupting their spirits with idolatry, as we look at verses 17 through 19, these people also corrupt their bodies with unclean animals and their minds with evil thoughts. Now, God says that such will be gathered together and destroyed in a battle. You can see that reference in uh, Revelations 19, verses 19 through 21. So at the end of this battle, those that escape will be a sign to the nations of the end of the wicked to encourage all humans to cease of evil and to do good things. It's interesting that those who escape will be converted, declaring God's glory to the world. And so as we look at the last few verses, 20 through 24, now after the battle against the idolaters, the world will bring all the Jews back to Jerusalem. Now, instead of only the Levites serving in the temple in Jerusalem, all the Jews will be cleansed and acceptable to God as holy priest for service to him. And it is at a time that Christ will be reigning from Jerusalem. And, you know, God promises that just as the new creation will remain forever, so shall Israel remain forever. As he told David that his mercy will never depart from his house, so too will God have everlasting mercy on Israel. And so at this time, all the earth will come to worship in Jerusalem. All those who rebelled against Jerusalem in in this great battle will be abhorred by all those who remain and left as a witness to those who are still living. And it's noteworthy to, to point out that While the carcass and the physical body of the idolaters are left behind, their spirits are in an everlasting fire, AKA hell, right? The lake of fire. And again, it serves as a warning to all flesh that the ultimate end to all the wicked is to be cast into a fire that shall not be quenched. Not sure about you guys, but that's not really a path. I really would like to take. That sounds like that wouldn't really suck. So, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, because there's a lot of people that need prayer. Like I said, I've got my nephew. He needs a little prayer. Uh, Our neighbor neighbor across the street, her mom needs a little prayer. So um, if you have a prayer request, Feel free to put it in the chat. So we're gonna we're gonna start our 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 closing out here of prayer, and then we're gonna get into the next show. Uh, and we're gonna be talking about then and now, from then to now in lawful assembly. And we're gonna have a little conversation on that. So we're gonna close this out with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we wanna say thank you first off. For another day of life and good health for our for for myself and my wife and daughter and our families, for everybody here. We pray for our nephew, Davis, who is in the hospital. We pray for healing and a and a miracle to be delivered on him. Stop these seizures. We pray for our neighbors, mother, who just got checked into the hospital today, this evening. We pray for healing and a miracle for her. We pray for our our good friend and his wife, the marriage issues that they're dealing with. We see you working. We see the Holy Spirit working in her father and in him. Keep at it, please. We pray for Rita's mother-in-law, Nana. Please deliver her healing and peace. We ask that you just do what you do best. I mean, you're God. You, you You have the ultimate touch. So we pray for not just her mother-in-law, but we also pray for Rita and her husband Fred. We pray for their whole family, and uh, you know, and anybody else out there that might have hidden prayers in their hearts, look into their hearts. You know what we need, Father. You know what they are desperately wanting to cry out for you too. You know, um, people need you, and sometimes. As I've been hearing from some people, they just don't know how to find the words. They don't know if there's a certain formality. But, Father, just reach into their hearts and and and, and find what it is that they're crying out to you for in, in quiet, in secret. And help deliver answer prayers and miracles and healing. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we are going to come back on the other side for a little conversation give us about two minutes and if we don't see on the other side <clears throat> excuse me we will see you back here tomorrow like I said I do have a phone call to be on tomorrow about 6 30 to 7 o'clock so I will not be doing a live show at 6 30 or 7 o'clock I should say I may do a show earlier in the day probably 3 30 p.m. and it might be just like a, a bible reading possibly because um, tomorrow like I said this is a phone call I have to be on Uh, And it's going to be a lengthy phone call, so I won't be able to do a live in the evening. So, all right, we're going to close this out, and then we'll see you back on the other side. And thank you for listening here at His Hard Line. I am Jason, your co-host, and don't forget to share this podcast far and wide. And check out the website, www.hishardline.com.